welcome welcome you are now listening to the vanity ultra podcast i'm your host kenneth kirk and i am elijah evans and it's 2022 2022 man it's a it's a new year bro new year new us new episodes for your entertainment yes sir it's it's gonna be up we're going up this year (sighs) most definitely most definitely you know like i was telling my friend elijah here to the left of me man i was telling him before we came in i was like yeah i'm super locked in this year bro just like haven't done anything so far like i haven't gone out i just been like head down working yeah man because i feel like this is the year just for us man yeah especially for the podcast but then also our personal self no for sure i think this is a make or break yeah i think some important 25 i heard is like it's like an important your birthday's coming up isn't it facts yeah, yeah birthday's coming up march 4th yeah oh march shit 4th, man. it's coming up big 25 quick. man. <laughs> 25 a quarter to life yes That's sir big yeah. 25 shit but um yeah man but how you been overall so far since the last episode <sighs> man that? i've been good man honestly it's just like i just feel personally i'm in a certain space where i know what's not so, not necessarily what's at stake, but just as going forward, what I need to do to in order to push my creativity out mm-hmm. more and really just go into the next level of what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, that's why I say, man, I'm just locked in. You know, I'm really f- looking forward to growing the podcast, you yeah. know, reaching a broader audience and bigger audience. Bigger audience. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, a gigantic yeah. one. Yes, sir. We want to sell out stadiums the next year. Facts. We yeah. want to do live shows. <laughs> yeah, that would be sick. Yeah. yeah. yeah that would be crazy. But, yeah, man. Oh, no. I've been good, though. Health, though. I've been in the gym, running yeah. frequently. It's crazy, actually. I sustained my, f- well, suffered my first runner's No, injury. what happened? I How's got, your, uh, ki- your Achilles? No, runner's toe. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're straight. You're good. Yeah, but Bye. it's not bad, though. It's just like a slight bruise under my nail. Yeah. Oh, it. wait. So what happened? What is that? I've never even heard so of that. So a runner's n- toe or runner's nail. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's your feet it's your feet like constantly just compacting like the toe box based on like either like two small shoes yeah. or you're just constantly just like pounding just your pounding. feet and what was it thursday morning well the other your nail up yeah yeah oh, yeah God. so the other so the other morning i like i looked after my run i looked down i took my sock off and i was, was like whoa what is that yeah and literally it was like bruised up yeah. a little bit of blood like under my nail yeah shit you didn't feel it no, I did feel it. Like when not like when I crunched my toe a little bit. Like yeah, but you were I, you were like, yeah. oh, it's whatever. Like it's fine. Yeah, and it's yeah. not painful. Like I can still walk around yeah. and stuff. And but I took a few days off to Money. run. Hey. Yeah, I'll probably hey. get back started tomorrow. But hey. no. wait, what time yeah. you gonna be out there? What you gonna you gonna match tomorrow? Yeah, you gonna what time you gonna be out there? Uh, Am I running? Probably like you, Doug? Probably like noon. Uh, I might be out. I, I might be done by then. I'm going at um, I think I'm going like nine with a buddy. I ran three miles last week. Okay. First off, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was like okay. a. You know, I think I think it was like a. I had to walk some of it because like mm-hmm. obviously like I it was my first day running, but yeah, that shit sucks. I was sore for like three days afterwards, bro. Wow, that that's shit's crazy. awful. Yeah. yeah, I just joined a, a run club too. Actually, I feel like you were telling me about that. Um, does it since I've talked to you recently? Like, yeah, I mean, I would say it, but I never really ran with them yet. But just the knowing of them. Is it like but, uh, are they John heads that are also runners? No, no, no. It's just like regular people. No, the o- the uh, creator of it was well, two creators, but the main creator of it, he's a DJ. Well, he was like a local DJ for a while. Oh, and so everything. he's he's in the mix. Yeah, but he's like very avid runner. I mean, yeah. like on, like on some how yeah. I be running. You know what yeah. I mean? So I went out running with them for the first time on New Year's Day, and it was just like a slight three miles. Yeah. Like, 
know. Christmas Day you went out there? Not Christmas Day. New Year's Day. New Year's Day. New Year's Day. Yeah. I um yeah, I would love to go on a run with you, but I your pace is probably insane compared to Yeah, no. Nah, I went to uh I went to my doctor and he told me just to just uh you know, take it easy on the miles wise. As far as with this. You went to the doctor for your toe? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was the little, like, little clinic. You know, like, the little, like... Bro, what? <laughs> yeah, because I don't want what did to they, get... What did they give you? Nothing. What, what did, wait. No, they just said... <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. You went to urgent care. Yes. Because you had blood... Like, could you, like, like fucked your toenail up? Bro, because I've never had this before. So I don't know if it's, if it's something if it's going to get infected. <laughs> Do I need something to take for it? Like, I don't Bro. know. Are they going to take the blood out of it in some way? Take the I, nail off? I need to either be <laughs> have, have an insane fever, throwing up, bleeding a shit ton, oh bro. I if <laughs> if there was a way to treat a broken arm at home, I would yeah. just do that. Like I, I don't like going to the doctor, bro. <laughs> I went to the doctor for the first time over the summer last summer, and that was the first time I've been to the doctor in like eight years. Dang, I don't like what's what's. Oh what's, yeah, that's right. You did tell me you don't like. I don't trust. I don't trust lot. doctors because especially now, motherfuckers going to the doctor and they're not leaving <laughs> the doctor. Damn. Yeah. Well, so. enough about my toe. Yeah. Um, enough about your runner's toe. Yeah, man. But yeah, just overall, you know, I'm just looking forward into this year. Yeah. You know, it's gonna be a big year. For, big year. Big year. What about you, man? How's it been? Just trying to work, honestly. I'm trying to like further my professional career right now. Facts. That's a big goal for 2022. For sure. Um, yeah. I just been chilling. Um, Got the thick beard going on. I see. Yeah, no, dude, <laughs> I don't know why my fucking barber wasn't cutting. I so I get a haircut every two weeks. Right, right my cycle mm -hmm. was New Year's, mm -hmm. so my barber wasn't in, and it's like I don't want to go. Like, I don't have like I could go after work, but yeah. like let's just I'd rather just go on the weekend in the morning. Right, right, right. So yeah, I have to wait another next weekend. Like not this, not to this weekend, but next weekend I'm getting a haircut. But yeah, no, it's it's it's. I have to shave. It's fucked up. Wow. Yeah, I look crazy. <laughs> I have to wear hats. My hair is wild right now. Damn. I know, but hey. I mean, it's it's Damn. my own fault. You know, what I'm saying I should have <laughs> known he wasn't gonna cut that. Facts. What'd you do for New Year's actually? I was in bed, sleep at nine thirty. Yeah, I was at the crib. Knocked out. Yeah, I was at the crib too. Yeah, it's just like, this wasn't the year for yeah. that. And yeah. then like. There was this one, some a friend of mine told me about this one plan that was going on and stuff, but like they were saying how you got to keep your mask on and stuff. But it's like, I always looked at it like, bro, what's the point of me going into a club with a mask on? That, that, and also it's like, what's the point of going to a club anyway? Like you get like yeah. me personally, it's like, especially like New Year's, I was just like, bro, if I want to get drunk, I could just do it at the crib. I'll go to the ABC store and just yeah, get gin bro. and tonics on it. Like it's not a Facts, big deal. Bro. Like, I can put music on at the crib yeah, and but, get you know, lit myself. But, it was um, fun. Yeah, no, man. I, yeah, I was just chilled. But yeah, man. No, it's it's gonna be a big year, man. I'm looking forward to all the guests we're gonna, the future guests we're gonna bring onto the podcast, yeah. and you know, it's definitely definitely gonna be interesting to see just all the ideas that I want to uh, bring come bring to fruition. Yeah, come to fruition when it comes to the podcast, man. Mm -hmm. I think we have a lot that we can. Uh, I think give. 2022 is the year we do we do video. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. I think we should most do a definitely. video. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. I wonder if people know. Maybe people probably know what you look like. Well, I don't yeah. Think of course. Know who I look like though. Well, yeah, because you don't post much. I but don't. this definitely should be the year where you do post more. I've been trying <laughs> to, bro. I just been like, you gotta, you gotta ease into it, bro. It's just, I just don't. You know, you gotta ease into it. Wait till you get the fresh cut. You know, yeah, what I, mean? I guess get, you know? I just, <laughs> I just need to wear clothes. Wear my clothes. You know, that's yeah. Because I, I buy, mean, I buy clothes and just like don't wear them ever. Yeah, because you be Calvin Johns and it's just I just like, don't and I just don't go anywhere to wear them. Damn, you know what I mean? 
restaurants I go to are just like the the home, you know, at the spot, you know, you yeah. put on some sneakers or something. Like, matter of fact, when's the last time you went to a restaurant? I went to Codex the other night on New Year's. Actually, that's what I did. Ah, uh, yeah, I was in bed early on New Year's. Right, but right, I went right. To, yeah, I went yeah, to Codex yeah. with a buddy. How was it? It was cool. They have these oysters, dog. Like mm. oysters on the half shell with mm. like it's got yuzu limes in it. It's got mm. like Asian pear. Like Ooh, okay. it was insane. It was so good. And then I got the uh, they have the Brussels sprouts where it's like a almost like a Chinese vinegary sauce. It was it was very good. Sheesh. Drinks were good. Yeah. That sounds fine. No, it's yeah. it's and it's the same spot that's at the Vale. You know, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So they have like a they have mm-hmm. a restaurant now. Yeah, fire. That's one thing I got a restaurants. I mean, that was last year's goal too, but right. I just got to want to go to more restaurants. Fire. Yeah, the last restaurant I went to was a few weeks before like the New Year New Year's Eve. Uh, was it three two six wine bar over there? Yeah, again? I've heard that place is fire. Yeah. Is it good? No, it was really good. I had got this salmon dish. And I don't like getting salmon at restaurants. Really? Yeah, I just don't like it. I usually did. I ever tell you my experience at that restaurant in DC? The lay diplomat? No, you didn't. You uh, know, you did tell me, but if you uh, want to get into detail, okay, just really fire. quickly, the best steak I've ever had in my life. Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't been yet. I'm going. I think at the end of this month. Oh, to, to DC? DC just to kick it, but you definitely should go. Yeah, I just hate the drive is bullshit. <laughs> like no, I'm saying it. you. Well, oh, yeah, so you mean to the to restaurant? The restaurant. Yes, oh, yeah, no, I'm definitely going. planning on going. It looks, it's just like a classic French cafe type. Yeah, thing. that's just what it is, and. Yeah, that's like the closest one where we have to your, They're all over, like in LA and New York. It's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, what's that restaurant called in New York? Um, oh, Lucian? No, Balthazar. Oh. It's Ooh, like a, okay. cla- it's yeah. a classic. But yeah, no, I'd, mm. I've had some crazy steak. I'm not so. I can't say it's not going to be the best steak, but that's going to be the best steak. Well, I think for me, I don't. I, I don't, don't ever eat steak. That's yeah, the that's the yes thing. Yeah, I, I never really eat steak. But like I that. like when I was, I, I was a kid, I used to eat a lot more steak, and I've had some crazy steaks like when I was younger. But yeah, I just don't yeah. Really eat it anymore. It was just cooked perfectly, and then it was like this herb butter look. Yeah, like, with the frites, you know, it looks with delicious. the frites. Yeah, I know. I know. No, it was crazy. Um, yeah, man. Damn, what else happened since we've last podcast? Um, Kanye's been yeah, out here. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, bro. It's so weird. It's, it's refreshing. Like, my whole thing with Julia <laughs> Fox though is just like. She's she's in like like she's famous because she's thick like that's her whole sh- that's her whole thing. Well, I mean, she was on Uncut Gems. Yeah, great. She was in a movie. What was that? <laughs> two years ago. That was two years ago now, right? Like, what is she famous for? Again? She's just thick. Best. But it's no, it's tight. <laughs> it's shout out to Kanye, man. I mean, Kim's busy out here, busy too. She was yeah, caught, I think, facts. in Puerto Rico with Pete Davidson, which is that's weird. Yeah, no, nah, that was crazy. It's fucked up. But yeah, bro, I, I love it though. Kanye's just out here doing he's his doing, thing, bro. Hey, he's going to Balenciaga stores, just copping up. Get, let me get just, one of everything. Yeah. Yo, he's in the club with gloves on. I'm like, <laughs> sunglasses, gloves, knee high boots, just on some nuts. Paparazzi pick with two girls hanging on his balcony. I'm like, I'm like, bro. Yeah. It's, he's, hey, he's an old man. He's like in his weird. He's like old. Love too. to see it. Yo, you seen uh, the Yeezy, just announced the Yeezy Gap Balenciaga. Uh, yeah, I saw. Yo, it's not not hitting you. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. I think it's good for yeah, him. I think it's dope cool. for him. But I definitely couldn't see us wearing. Any we haven't of it. seen any. Pe- is there pieces that's out? We that's true. That's true. Yet. But I'm just saying from just from what he's done with Yeezy Gap thus far with like those jackets he, and the hoodies. The jacket and the hoodie. You I mean that that's all he's done, right? The jacket and the hoodie. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's it. Did you is that is this a hoodie? Is this one of them? No, it's no. definitely not. <laughs> Kenny's wearing a black hoodie. Um, yes, yes. Um, but uh, but yeah, yo, man, no. shout we out got Julia Fox. Yeah, shout out Julia Fox, man. Shoot, what else? Uh, I know your Formula wa- Formula One. Oh yeah, race. no, yeah, yeah, no. It was, <sighs> it was, it was, you know, I, the right person won, I guess. Yeah. I think Lewis Hamilton is. We all love him. Right. And I love to see a brown guy out there. Right, of course. Max Verstappen had a really good season. But you definitely don't see it. I mean, other than like NASCAR with Bubba Wallace, but you know, it's like him and well, yeah. And that's the thing is they're they're not mm. even full black. Yeah. That's all we yeah. got. We gotta get more yeah. you gotta get more dark skins in these sports. Like guys. uh like Chappelle was on that one skit, a uh, David Chappelle. <laughs> I talking about the one where he's doing all the sports yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, <laughs> the and one mixtape. <laughs> Bro, I'll tell you, bro, that is it, bro. Oh, but, um, wait, one more thing. Okay, I, I okay. noticed I was the other day. So there is every season of the show Martin, the sitcom mm-hmm. with Martin Lawrence, is on HBO. Right. And I was watching it the other day because when mm. I was a kid, me and my mom would watch it every night. Right. And I think that's where my wanting to like podcast and interview people comes from. Because remember, he's like a radio mm. personality. Correct, correct. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I just, I think that's my goal. I just be like Martin Lawrence and Martin. That'd be fine. Yeah. I can see you doing that. Not to be like a radio person, just like I'm saying, like with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I definitely see like us as far as within the interview space, just uh, moving on to doing something like you were saying, video, but more so on a like a very clean. Yeah. You know, going like in like an all white studio, bringing the guests, and like we will be sitting on one side and yeah. the guests sitting on the side. A really nice yeah. like vintage sofa. Yeah, you know what I mean. Table. Just like conversation. Yeah, bro. I yeah. think that'd be really fire. Um, yeah. Yo, so for you guys today, we have a special guest for you guys today. I'm not gonna say who the guest is because you know how this goes. Um, but yeah, man, we're really, really, we're really looking forward to having this guest on today, man. He's a true creative, true style guy, true poet. Yeah, he gets and, fits off. And he gets fits he off. Gets fits off yeah. And we're looking forward to speak with him, man. So uh stay tuned. We'll be right back with our guests. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the Vanity Ultra Podcast, episode nine of season two, episode 19 overall. And yo, man, we have a special guest for you guys today, man. You know, this guy, I've been following him since last year. And one of the first things that, of course, came to my attention when I first followed him was, of course, his personal style. But going deep, doing a deep dive into his actual work. Yo, man, this man's a true poet, true writer. You know, he's collaborating with all these brands, all these companies, and is just making it making it effortless, man. Just making it effortless with his own style, his own approach. And yo, man, I'm happy to have this guest on today. So without further ado, I'm gonna let my main man here uh introduce himself. Sure. Um, what's up everybody? My name is Joe Kenneth. That's 10 characters, no space, no hyphen, the K's and capitalized. Uh, <laughs> Joe Kenneth Muso. I generally go by my first name. So people are like, is that your first and last name? Um, so my little spiel. Uh, I am currently working as an associate creative director at an agency called Spherical. Uh, but other than that, I am a Brooklyn born artist and my, my, a main vehicle of expression is words and just how that 
um, blends into other creative disciplines. Um, so yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell. Wow, wow, man. Yeah, said well. Perfect. Yeah. Said very said well. Wow, we man. Have to do any work with that one. He's just... <laughs> <laughs> fully prepared. So, yo, man, it's a pleasure to have you on, man. Once again, like I said, man, it's uh, definitely a true pleasure. And you know, one of the first, you know, starter questions we like to start off with, with you know, the guests we have on, or just you, you said briefly you're from Brooklyn. So just talk about being from Brooklyn, growing up as a kid. Just talk about that experience. Oh man, what an invaluable experience. So um, born and raised in Brooklyn by uh, parents from, from Haiti. So those are my roots. Mm. And it, what I love about New York and over time, what I continue to appreciate it, it's really a microcosm of the world. So many different uh, cultures colliding, blending. Um, it was a very rich experience. I grew up in an area in Brooklyn and East Flatbush where there are a lot of um, uh, Caribbean communities, whether it's Haiti, Jamaica, Trinidad. So uh, a lot of rhythm in, 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 a, in a literal way, but also like a metaphorical way as well, just, just growing up and being exposed to so many things, whether that is, you know, great, great personal style, great tasting food. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was a, a, a really just a uh, eclectic upbringing and and that was just in Brooklyn alone I, I, Brooklyn literally was the world to me and then as I got older I got to explore different um, parts of, of the city Manhattan Queens and different boroughs but uh man Brooklyn has my heart completely where where Brooklyn at <laughs> exactly exactly Jigga oh, man, man. <laughs> so um you mentioned it. So your parents are from Haiti. That answers one of my questions um, because your last name is, I, I can tell just by the sound, it's Afro. It's like an Afro-French name. Um, yeah, Muso. Yeah. So um, we're obviously going to talk more about, you know, your background, but I just want to out the gate, like how has like that culture? Because I think that a lot of, you know, African people don't know you know, their roots, you know, like I don't know where my family mm -hmm. originates from. So how does that, knowing that and how does that growing up in that environment how has that affected your work and how does that affect your work today it, it's it really grounds me i think there's so much importance in, in knowing where you're from and and having and having a reference point and one that you can go back and see and, and engage with in a real way so um it it also allows for a sense of pride. Everyone knows Haiti um, largely for, for negative things. Mm -hmm. It's just the, the poverty, the natural disasters, right. the lack of infrastructure, the list goes on, but such a beautiful people, such a compassionate people, uh, you know, uh, strong-willed. And that resilience really affects me and has affected me growing up, just knowing that that there's a lot of there's a lot of my blood that's untapped right mm -hmm. and it allows me to to be to persevere in times of difficulty but also to be expressive haiti is is known for for their artwork and i don't i don't have that gene i can't really draw on things like that um but artistic expression is is something that that i lean into um because of that and and, and knowing that my mom came from a city in haiti called jamie which is known, um, they call it La Cité Poète, which basically means the city of poets. I was like, oh, snap, this yeah. is just, 
hey, it was a, it was already in me before I was right. able to tap into that something that's innate that's literally in my blood. So um, it affects my work a lot. And as I learn more about my culture, I want to um, be sure to to nod uh, uh, to it and, and pay homage to it and any and any and everything that I do. Right. Wow. That was really well said. Wow. Yeah. Um. Yo, man. So growing up in Brooklyn, what were some of your interests growing up as well as who are your early inspirations when it just to, when it comes to creativity in general? Word. OK. Uh, interests like a lot of black boys was hip hop and basketball. <laughs> like, of course, hey, hey. straight out, straight out the gate. Michael yeah. Jordan was the greatest and arguably still the greatest to ever do it. Um, that was a major influence as far as like just style and creativity, hip hop all day. My favorite rapper growing up was DMX, mm. Jay-Z. I used to rock a lot of Fila um, <laughs> in Brooklyn at the time. There was this, uh, there was this group uh, called the Polo Crew. It was a Fila crew. Mm. And I've seen and a docu- that, I've seen a documentary about uh they're something they call low heads that's like on, on YouTube. Word. Insane. Mm-hmm. They have like pieces of polo you've never even seen that's or you crazy. will never find. It's you should watch it. It's insane. Damn. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. And seeing <laughs> that growing up, yeah. Um, man, I think completely inspired me, but but hip hop uh, to, to narrow it down, um uh, really captivated me and and made me want to express myself creatively and that's why i'm so attached and drawn to words because as i'm hearing these rappers talk about what they're talking about and i'm you know a a complete departure from my reality i don't nothing nothing about selling drugs and gang banging and and, you know having to survive having to do certain things to survive right but the level of talent and, and and thoughtfulness and intention that went into the composition of rhymes, the production that that backed it, man, just had me in trance. I would go to my cousins in Queens, my older cousins, and they would just play rap like all the time. And I'm like, this is an incredible art form. Mm-hmm. And as I grew up um, in, in my teenage years, I got exposed to like deaf poetry jam and, and and spoken word. I was like, oh, this is this is rap, right? But like, it's yeah. it's delivered in a different way. It's 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 using words as a, as a form of expression and, and adding style and rhythm and just swag to it. So I went from like hip hop spoken word to like in my sophomore year in high school, I was exposed to, I guess, classic poetry and the works of Langston Hughes, Zora Neale Hurston, all the Harlem Renaissance writers and, you know, other writers that are considered great in American literature. And I was like, this, this is all, um, this is all related. It, it's just the delivery it's the delivery that's different but um yeah i was like wow look at the power of words and as i went through like my parents going through divorce and like just just growing pains i said okay this is this is going to be my way of expressing myself and you know it's, it's going to be a cathartic exercise for me whereas like I, i'll be my own you know kind of therapist I'll, I'll journal and do these things the same way that the rappers did Right. You know, they, they, they put, they left the heavy stuff on wax uh, because it was a form of therapy for them. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's a perfect transition into the question I was going to ask. Like, so when, like when and where, like, when did you necessarily get into writing, just writing in general? Writing in general, um, like nine years old, <laughs> I wrote my first rap song at, mm-hmm. at like 
either nine or 11 years old. The funny story about this is that it was a disc record to Lil Bow Wow and Lil Romeo. Oh, snap. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, legit. Yeah. It really was. I wish I had it somewhere. It was called Respect Me. I wish mm-hmm. I remember the hook, but I was, like I said, I was so um, enamored by hip hop music is that I, I knew how to make a song, right? It's, right, yeah. it's, it's, it's the first verse, it's the hook, the second mm-hmm. verse, the hook. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a, maybe there's a bridge, right? Yeah. Um, in the third verse. So I was like, I composed this song. So I started writing as early as then. Uh, I started writing more frequently between the age of like 13 and 16 parents going through divorce like high school loves and things like that writing girls poems like i really really was in my writing bag heavy and the the disciplines as far as like writing as a form of storytelling uh meshing with style uh, came came together and i would say 0809 um during the the, the men's style blogger era mm-hmm. um my good friends uh who formed street etiquette josh and trav we're we're putting together these great ideas we're exploring men's style throughout different eras and the 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 people who've been around the internet long enough know how impactful that was like street advocate black ivy you know got a new york times feature and i was really the wordsmith behind a lot of uh those creative expressions so i just i just kept writing um I, i had um friends that were encouraging me to do so and I started having this presence on the internet, which was very weird and strange at first, but it it showed me again, how words resonate with people, how storytelling resonates, uh, resonates with the masses. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Well said. So, you know, I want to talk about days after departure now, because i think that that is an amazing amazing body of work um i watched and i just want to i want to say that there's a scene in the video where it's the three buddies are drinking on the platform and Mm -hmm. he walks into the beach falls in the ocean and wakes up in a tropical that was that was really good i thought that was amazing i thought that that's everyone's favorite scene yeah oh my god and even that when you're sitting uh getting a cut at the on the street that's awesome yeah man but i want to talk about it because it obviously is that was made for your mother correct right. sorry mm-hmm. for your loss yeah. as well too yeah um yeah thank you and she obviously meant a lot to you and so i think that i first i want to say i find it amazing how you went through something as traumatic as that and you were able to turn it into such an am- amazing, beautiful body of work to honor, to honor your mother. You know, a lot of people are, who go through grief, you know, don't really handle it very well. And I feel like you handled it in a way that not only allowed you to um, remember your mother in such a wonderful way, but also to learn something new about yourself. So I, I just wanted to go ahead and say that, too, because um, I, I was very moved by it um thank you and I also wanted to say I thought something that just resonated with me has how you know you're filming you're kind of just filming around and it's almost like super dreamy and kind of like Mm -hmm. this beautiful landscape and then you come in with a poem and it's a very real you can hear the emotion in in what you're saying so um yeah just can you just talk about that process and how you know that came about certainly man um my mom passed away in 2012. 
I wrote the book days after your departure um, and released it in 2017. Um, so it took me five years to, to get myself together to understand what I was writing, what the arc of the story would be. Um, and it wasn't pretty like <laughs> in creativity, like you see that you see the end process, but so much of my life is in that work. It's so vulnerable. There's so much candor. Like I let it all go. And it, it, it really is a journal and a memoir because it covers five years of actual time. So like, I see, I, if you, you know, you read the book, you even see like how the writing progresses or like how I go through different things in life, whether that is coming to, you know, uh, reconcile my relationship with my sister, my father, getting married and, and, and carrying like my internal baggage into that relationship is, is heavy stuff. Like it really is. So you take five years to create the book. Uh, again, collaboration being so important. My good friend, Sam Sneed, um, I reached out to him. I said, Hey, I don't really have bread right now. I just want to do a trailer for, uh, to, for the Kickstarter so I can get some money to actually produce this book. Mm-hmm. And he was like, like, let's think bigger. Like, let's, let's make a film. <laughs> I said, bro, I don't have any money. Like legit. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of commercial work. He was like, nah, we're going to do this film. We're going to go to Haiti. We're going to make it happen. Um, and he lived up to his word, you know, Sam is, is, is my brother. We've done a lot of like great work together and had a lot of heart to hearts. And, and we did just that, um, Brooklyn, Mount Vernon, Haiti. We went all these places to really capture the film and, and the essence of, of, of what I wrote. And and that's why, as you mentioned, it's like this dreamlike state. It is a nonlinear film because it wasn't a traditional script. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, you wrote this book, there's poems, there's prose, let's create an arc and, and, and tell this story in a way um that uh, reflects what was written but also elevates it uh, because it, it's, it's a visual element um so yeah shout out to, to to sam chad and the whole crew who really banded together to create this work on on a on a like shoestring no budget all of this out of pocket mm-hmm. um and and it it was just a, a beautiful way to to continue to to reconcile and 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 to push the healing process further. Um, it, and, and that, that takes a lot of, that takes a lot of work, but I knew that it was important in order for me to, to get to that next stage in my life, because it was, it was a difficult time. You know, we're talking about depression, suicidal ideation, just, I, I was completely lost because so much of my life was associated and attached to my relationship with my mother. We, we just, we went through a lot together. And that was, that was my, my ride or die, my number one. So it's like, how do how do I get past that, and how do I enter this new chapter of my life where I am defining my uh, existence as just Joe Kenneth, you know, um, as 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 my own man, right? Um, and and not having the proper you know father figure or anything like that. It's just it's a lot to navigate, you know. That mm-hmm. it's it's not a it's not a novel story in, in terms of the human experience, but it's one that I had to navigate. Now it was novel for me, right? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to explore it in in every facet imaginable. And as you know, I've been mentioning throughout this conversation, writing was that for me. I needed to write it down, and you know, uh, with the thanks of friends, I was able to to push it further um, through different creative expressions. So there, there's the book, there's the film. I did three different exhibitions, one in Brooklyn, one in London, no, two in Brooklyn, one in London. Um, So yeah, I push it as far as I can go in order for me to get to the other side of grief. 
and that's that's another thing <clears throat> that I like to talk about. But and I, you mentioned it with the explanation, but that must have been such a hard thing for you to do to be so vulnerable and to put all your feelings out and with regards to the exhibitions like that's those were very intimate because those are mem memories yeah. that you shared with her yeah. so that's extremely you know you're allowing people to come in and see you know because i can you know i can tell from you know i am too but i can tell that you were a mother's your mama's boy and oh um, dude and yeah so, and i could just tell so i know that like it was that was must have been a trip to one recreate those memories and and but to also allow people into that so <clears throat> that just shows how um how mature that that experience made you you know what i mean yeah and, at a certain also, point and, i'm sorry but it, it also helps pe other people cope with their loss you know like yeah it's yeah so yeah. that's definitely and i know for yeah me, that's exactly what i was gonna say like at a certain point it wasn't about me anymore mm -hmm. like it's like yeah. how is this gonna affect others right and i think and I think like how Eli was just talking about us, like, of course, being mama's boys and everything. And I know for me, just being so connected with my mom, yeah. and, you know, I could I couldn't imagine like losing her like at any point. And I hope like, God forbid, like it'd be any time like soon. But, you know, I couldn't imagine like just having that time to just want to create something as beautiful as what you did. You know what I mean? So I definitely commend you on that for sure. And I know. I know definitely for sure she's looking down and definitely just she's very proud of all the work you're doing now and then especially that piece you did so yeah man i definitely want to give you your props on that bro for sure thank you man i appreciate the love yeah of course man um so i wanted to talk about it a little bit right so now like currently now like how do you find inspiration when it comes to just writing in general like where do you find and where do you grab that inspiration um man I'm, I'm trying to be a sponge more than ever before right. um creativity and the expression of it really comes in waves I, I would say for for every artist some people are able to you know fight the current and, and and ride it out more smoothly than others but i poured out so much energy into the work that i did for days after departure it was like this supernova blast and it's like all right let me just let me enjoy this calm that I literally uh, authored for myself. Like I made this calm, let me ride this out. And you know, it's, it's been five years since I released the book, I think maybe three or four years since the film. And I haven't been writing as much because I've just been living. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the important thing for me now. I'm not really concerned about what I write um, personally because I, I'm just, I'm allowing myself to live like my, my rebirth, my, my start of life, right. was like in 2017, 2018, it's like, all right, I'm starting my new life, you know? Um, and that's what I've been doing. I've just been enjoying the ride. Uh, but as far as where I'm going to get the inspiration as time goes on, it's just allowing myself to be an active participant in this thing called life. Mm -hmm. watching films having conversations like these reading reading mm -hmm. more man but the best writers read so it's like less screen time more time in you know in pages because i need to like hold a book in order to read it like shout out to audiobooks those are great too but there's mm -hmm. something about that interaction with holding a spine and reading through the pages so um yeah i find inspiration wherever honestly it, it really is about just just being in the moment um which is a lost art 
today because so many things happen so quickly and Mm -hmm. everything is content. So, man, I'm really just trying to slow down. Uh, I owe it to myself to do that because it's, it's my life. Like for as much as I share things with people, like I want to be able to live a life that uh, I'm proud of, Mm -hmm. not, not one that I can just show off. Well you just been killing it, man. Yeah, it's been well said. Just... And, uh, and it's it's funny because I can I can tell that it's you're old. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like I tell you already, you're so well articulated. So um so yeah, so I want to talk about spherical. A word. Yeah. Um, so you are a co-creative director, right? No, associate creative director. Associate so creative I director. yeah, I sit under um uh the director of, of creative strategy. Um and you know, doing a lot of the projects that we do. Uh, um, should I jump in? Just talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. For people who don't know, Spherical is a, is a full creative service agency. We specialize in uh, luxury hospitality. So we have a lot of clients globally um, who, who sit in, you know, in that category. And um, yeah, a lot of the work I do is, is creative direction for web and social and, and touching creative um, at, you know, at, at every touch point, uh, it's a lot of brain work. Um, it's a lot of it's a lot of writing in, in a different form, right? Because it's it's a uh, um, crafting messaging, uh, making sure that the client understands in, in very clear way how to go about expressing their brand. A lot of the recent work that I've been doing is branding work. Um, so yes, using my mind, using my imagination, but also being on site and, and seeing things and, and interacting with things in real time in order to enhance the work. Mm-hmm. Um, I got this, uh, this job during the, during the pandemic. And it's such a, <laughs> it's such a full circle story. Um, the, the co-founder and VP, uh, uh, formerly the VP of creative services went to my exhibit in Brooklyn actually saw my film before he saw me mm. um came initially came came to the exhibit a day early so it was like yo what, what's going on i'm like oh it's tomorrow yeah. we chopped it up we chopped it up he showed up the next day saw me do my thing as far as like presenting and interacting with people he's like we're gonna talk and i'm like everybody says that it's new right. york yeah we got a link let's build everyone says it but uh he was a man of his word and um long story short, presented me this opportunity because he saw something in me. And I think it's so powerful um, as an, uh, a black man who's like 10 years my senior for him to see in me what I didn't see in myself at that time mm-hmm. to like really be able to be in a corporate setting and bring like my raw creativity and uh, and uh, and mold it. Like I always tell him, his name is Sibo. I always tell him like, I was like a street baller. He took me, he took me off like the street. He's like, all right, I'm gonna show you how to play in the league. You know, I'm gonna show you how to work. I'm gonna show you how to work in a system and do all those things. And I think it's just so important. I've I've had a lot of that throughout my life, just like black men as mentors. And, you know, for someone who didn't grow up with with my dad being an, an integral part of my life, like, mm-hmm. man, I uh I, I'm so appreciative of those guys. So like shout out to Trey, shout out to Sibo. Shout out to my homie Mike at Savant Studios, like all of these men um, who are like have a decade or so on me. Oh, shout out to Ouija, uh, who have a decade or so on me, have been so instrumental in, uh, in allowing me to, to to fully understand my potential. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, you know, I, when I was looking at the Instagram page for 
uh, spherical and, and seeing what your position is. It, it reminds me of you ever seen you ever seen that movie Boomerang with Eddie Murphy where he's like the marketing yes. executive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Oh, it's, it's, snap. I I, I would would love to be in a marketing job just because of that movie like yeah it's, no, it's, no, a, it's, such, a good yeah, it's movie. such a good movie dude. yeah yeah it's, it's dope it's dope yeah. yeah so i noticed man ever since i've been like following you you've been able to collaborate with like various brands or various just like companies whether it be like blackstock and weber that i saw you do right. or the uh your recent work with uh woodwick candles and i thought that was yeah. i thought that was really clean so just talk about how the process of collaborating like like are they reaching out to you and then also if they're reaching out to you do they want you to incorporate your own style in the sense of promoting this product you know what i mean and just yeah. giving an overall just a presentation using your own style instead of just having the name attachment and just saying oh look show this to your followers and call it yeah name. you know what i mean so yeah talk about word that. Man, I'm so passionate about like influencer marketing. It's like it's kind of funny <laughs> because for as much for as much as I like have my opinions about influencer marketing, it's it it's such a, a lucrative um yeah. in the industry um who you know that a lot of people don't completely understand or understand the value of. Like a lot of these agencies and, and brands are withholding so much resources in order to get money for cheap because production so like hiring a photographer a photographer's assistant a set you know hair and makeup all of the bells and whistles cost so much money like 50 grand and right. up right to do that you can get an influencer it's like hey can you do this and like influencers are doing stuff for like a grand but anyway <laughs> but like, it's anyway that that's why i guess I'm, I'm so passionate about the number side of things but right to your point um I credit brands reaching out to me and wanting to work with me, you know, all to, to what we were doing, as I mentioned before, back in 2008, you know, 2022 now it's 14 years, golly. Um, but we built those, we, we built those, uh, relationships. And before there was like Instagram and this idea of, of, of uh, collaborating with, with influencers, they were just tastemakers and brands would just send us stuff because they thought we were cool, right? right? And then and then it's like the advent of, of Instagram and social media kind of like really blossoming. It's like, oh, we see what you're doing. You're trying to get, you know, just free marketing. Like, all right, let's get hip to the game. Let's mm -hmm. understand how this works and let's make it authentic. Like, just don't put a product in our hand. It's like, oh yeah, you should buy this mm -hmm. because no one wants to be on a platform where just, where now the people that they love and admire just continue to market to them, market product to them it has to be much more organic. And, you know, just considering where I am on the platform at like on Instagram specifically at like 21,000 followers, that is, that's quite small number. Like, let's be real. Like there are people who have much, many more followers. Right. But when I think about why brands reach out to me, it's one of, you know, the history of me doing this and secondly is my ability to tell stories mm -hmm. like when they reach out to me and we're having a conversation about like what the creative brief is i'm very uh hands-on and vocal about how we should tell the story i know your marketing team your creative team has done the work but you want me to 
distill what you're putting in front of me and it has to be authentic it has to resonate with my audience so it's it's very much a conversation i think a lot of agencies and brands when i get to work with them directly are taken aback about how much i know and how much i'm willing to be a participant because it's like if we're going to do something if you're going to try to sell a product let's tell a story man like let's not be generic with it and there are a lot of things that i turned down but things that i want to do one like just because of the money like legit <laughs> and yeah. two, like i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and be like oh yeah because i just always just, it's just great like no it's like it can be good money and and on top of it being you know pretty good money i get a chance to express myself creatively mm. i see it i see it really as like just it's a scrimmage for me like you go outside and play a pickup game like because because i have uh, actual, you know, just a full-time one. Well, I wouldn't say actual, that's not the proper word. I have a traditional, mm. that's the proper word. I have a traditional nine to five full-time job. Like I don't have to do the influencer stuff. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm blessed to say that, but I do like the element of play. I get to play because mm -hmm. what I do at work is can be very structured and, and regimented, but like with the influencer stuff, I get to play and I get to work with different brands and, and like, you know, tell you, tell my audience and, and my folks about like cool stuff that I discovered. Mm -hmm. I, I think that that's what makes the internet beautiful is that element of discovery. Like if I'm looking at Kenneth post something, I'm like, Oh snap, what is that? And it's, it's this idea of sharing so that mm -hmm. we are able to just like allow curiosity to be a mainstay in our lives. Mm -hmm. wow. Um, actually I want to, ask you a question uh for, for me it's a question for me i just, okay. I just thought All about right, this so one of my biggest problems is that i hate posting on instagram i hate yeah. putting myself out there but i'm but what i've realized is that it's extremely important to have that presence it's not everything but it definitely is important what I, my problem is, is i feel like whenever i take pictures i look so stupid and i look, just look so dumb and I know that's not the case because that's not what people say to me, but yeah. can you, what advice can you give me to get over that hump and allow myself to share what I create on social media and how to have a better um, social media presence? First of all, you got to want to do it, man. Oh, okay. You, yeah. I'm already you, at the yeah, <laughs> yeah I, you have to want to do it. Nothing in, in this life and the life that you are, creating for yourself says that you have to be on social media. Mm -hmm. um, when I think about my introduction to any social media platform, whether it's Tumblr, Facebook, or Instagram, it was always an arm twist. My friends were like, you should do this. You should do this. And I was like, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as I, as I, as I noticed that people like the poetry aspect and the words, I was like, oh, I can just tell stories. Mm -hmm. Literally, if you... And I wouldn't suggest anyone do this, but if you scroll down to like my my first Instagram post, like in 2012, 10 years ago, I was taking photos and my captions would be these, you know, long narrative or poetic captions because I was like, oh, this is going to help. This is going to prove to be a writing exercise or a prompt for me. I'm taking photos and I'm writing about them. And that's that's how it came to be. Um, and 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 that that relationship between words and, and expression use the platform if you have something to say um and and that something to say does not have to be like life-changing like all right I, I'm, I'm here to say this and and to, 
to shift the world perspective. Having something to say can just be showing your day to day. And, you know, as a black man in like a creative space or, or, you know, whatever you do and saying, you know, I want people to, to, to see this so that there is more representation. Um, that it can just be just that, like letting the younger generation see like, oh snap, this guy looks like me, is from where I'm from, and he's doing what I potentially want to do. Sometimes that just the presence and the ability to be seen is so powerful. Like um I, at times I take it for granted because of where I grew up and it's like, oh yeah, I see cool people all the time, but people living in the middle of nowhere really want to have a visual example of like oh my dreams are not like crazy or impossible they're 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 pretty attainable and maybe i can connect with this person and they can help me along the way so i guess that's like my my really deep way of saying have something to say yeah yeah because i've been trying man i've been trying to get him to just yeah kenny he's been trying i just i can't i just can't do it I just, <laughs> yeah man. I, I want to and, so I, bad. and i only say that and even though we is joking around but just like but no in all seriousness because i know like he has great taste in just music and food and fashion mm. and it's like just, like he be chefing it up bro he literally you see it. Like, bro, I want him to see that. Yeah, I want him to start showing that. Exactly. All right. There we go. 2022. 2022. It's up. We're up. We're up. Bro, cooking videos. Don't even show your face if you're not comfortable yet. Cooking videos off rip. Just do cooking reels, cooking reels all day since Instagram wants to be TikTok. But anyway, yeah, yeah, just show us how, just show us how, what you're cooking up. We want to see it. Facts, man. I guess. I think, I think I just overthink it. I'm overthinking a little too much. I'm thinking I need to have, like you said, a life changing. You know, but yeah, no, I think it's not about that. Yeah, I, I told my friends in a, in a group chat the other day, 2022, like less overthinking. Yeah. That's it. Mm. Less overthinking. Yes, like overthinking is such a disservice to us because as we live, we're just exploring. This is our first time at life. Like, why do we think everything has to be polished? We don't know what we're doing. And that's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. Go on this trip with me. My life is a trip. I, just just come on this journey with me we'll for, like what you see and, and what i discover hopefully it can be benefit to to the next generation or, or the current generation but it's all about play there's there's of course trials and difficulties along the way but we're doing this for the first time we don't know what we're doing mm-hmm. let's just do it anyway man wow. yeah there you go man i think i might post today i'm gonna post today <laughs> <laughs> But um, so man, before we let you go, man, I have like uh, two last questions to ask you. Um, so I know, yeah, we just briefly talked about um you collaborating with these different brands and different companies. What are best some ways you've been able to connect with your own community in the sorts of whether it be when maybe a brand asks you to promote something? Are you connecting with the community or using someone in your community? Be like, hey, you want to shoot something with me over here, real quick, or what are some just some ways in oh, general, yeah. you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, prior to COVID, <laughs> in-person interactions. I like to talk to people in person. Uh, right. I, I I feel like I have this balance of introvert, extrovert. I, of course, I just need to recharge. I need my own time. But I may lean more extrovert because I, I love, like, connecting with people. I really do. Um, it, it shows... When, when I have great conversations with people, it shows how similar we are, even in our differences. Um, so like in-person stuff that I was that I was doing, I love to do. 
when brands do tap me, I always try to get one of the homies to to photograph me and, and do things like that. Like people are like, oh, you can get a tripod and do it yourself. Dude, I have to pay taxes at the end of the year. So I might as well pay other people to like lessen that blow anyway. Mm-hmm. And there's no greater feeling than paying your homies. Um, and, and this year is like, all right, let me just make sure I find more ways to do that, whether it's through um, the collaborations I do with brands or, you know, my involvement at Spherical and having a creative voice and saying, oh, we should get this copywriter. Or let's try out this photographer. It's about how can I allow people to, to do the things that they want to do as well. Um, yeah, that's that's where I'm at, it, at at this age. I, I, I don't care to have everything in all things because it's just better to share um, all around. So. And I'm super responsive in my DMs. I think I'm kind of proud of that. Um, like if you just cold DM me, I'll respond because that's my way of like connecting with people. Of course, you get the, the strange stuff you just delete. Um, right, but of course, like, of course, of course. But yeah, I just I want to be a resource. You know, um, I I was so inspired, and it's bittersweet to say this, right? The, the untimely passing of Virgil, mm-hmm. and despite the millions of things that he had to do no hyperbole um i think he put that on like one of his garments um but he he stayed connected and of course he's an anomaly there'll never be another him um there, there may be someone who does something similar to him but i really appreciate it of how he still gave of his time um and how so many lives were made better because he took the time to give himself give of himself so I just I just want to be aware of that I, I do and um, yeah I'm I'm here to be a resource. Wow man, period. That was well said, man. Um, so for my last question for you, Mister Joe Kenneth, uh, and you already yeah. know you already know since he got a Kenneth in his name, he's a true goat, bro. A true goat. <laughs> you already know. You already we know got the Kenneth going. connection. Let's hey. get it. Let's get it. Um, yo, man. So my last question for you today, man, basically, yo, uh, where do you see yourself in the future, man? What are some goals you want to obtain this year going forward in general? Like, where do you see yourself like going forward, man? Where I was supposed to have something on my wall. I I told myself I was going to write down all my goals this year. So I need to do that today. Um, um, going forward, uh, I see myself stepping out of my comfort zone. And I want to do that as early as this year. Um, I'm almost hesitant to, to say the things that I want to do, but I'll say it. Um, I, want to, I want to step into um, just doing clothing, um, whether that's a capsule collection or what have you. I want to explore the NFT space by putting something out there. Um, and, and when I say these things, it's not going to be in a way that people expect it. It's not going to be like, oh, poetry and this and that. I really want to do things that I've been wanting to do. And as I mentioned before, I just want to play and and share the things that I was like, oh, I thought this was cool. I just want to share with you. It doesn't have to go viral. The NFT doesn't have to sell for a million dollars. I just I just want to continue to play. So in the future, I want my life to be reflective of that as a person who is, you know, just trying to do do his best and, and, and help others. Uh, that's, that's what I want from my life, for my life. Of course, there's like the things like, yeah, I want to have a house. Uh, I, I want to live in Paris for a year. I want to do those things, all of those things. Uh, but overall, I want to continue to live a life that, um, 
that allows, you know, uh, people to, to be better because of, of how I move, you know, uh, I, I, I want to author the legacy that I will, that I will leave. Uh, I want to do that right now. So, um, just continuing to, to be open and, and, uh, and as I mentioned before, just an active participant in life. I don't have any grandiose <laughs> goals. I, I just, I just want to continue to do my best and uh, and help others. Wow, man. Well said, bro. Well, yo, man, it was a true pleasure having you on today, bro, on the Vanity Ultra podcast, man. It was, uh, it was great to just like get to know you a little bit more because I know, of course, we would share messages and talk briefly within like direct message and everything, but. Yo, man, it's a true pleasure to having you on. It was truly a special episode. Yeah, just a special episode. And I hope anyone that's listening to the episode, you know, you just get an understanding of just wanting to create something of your own and truly just sticking with that. Because like you just said, even with this recent passing of Virgil Abloh, it's like we should continue to create as much as possible. You know what I mean? We shouldn't stop. We shouldn't settle for less, you know, like just got to keep creating keep doing what you're doing and because at the end of the day you're creating because it's something you love to do so my message to all the listeners out there keep creating keep doing what you're doing you know what i mean and 2022 is up you know what i mean it's gonna be up so yeah man thank you for being on bro it's a pleasure Uh, thanks uh, for having me brother yeah man i wish the best for you too as well man i wish truly wish you the best bro yeah, thank you guys, and and thank you for the time uh, using your platform and, and allowing me to talk your heads off for a little bit. And uh, no, yeah, let's keep yeah, let's keep no. let's keep let's keep in touch though. Like for oh, sure. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. No, I'm trying to come up yeah. to New York in the next couple of months. I'm I'll be in your line. Take me to get some good. Oh, food. oh yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah, say, yeah, say less. Let's right. do it. All right, book it. <laughs> book it. <laughs> All right, peace, guys. Peace, guys. I mean, peace, (laughs) y'all.